Dynasty. Bro. It's a great that song. It's fine. Worth noting that uh, the Dynasty Podcast is a not-for-profit podcast. We haven't made a single penny on this. <laughs> Never will. <laughs> also, David, I'm avoiding legal snags by letting you know that you're being recorded. All right. I agree and commit. We're, we're committed here. We're live. We're ready to go. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. I've been thinking about this for a little while. We got a special episode of the Dynasty Podcast. Little trips down memory lane, little Dynasty uh, recap, but also a Dynasty all-time best of the Patriots in the 21st century. Uh, what do you think, Zach? Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. All right. So basically, we we came up with this challenge. We are choosing 26 players each. Zach and I are doing this. We challenge those of you out there in the dynasty listening sphere to do this challenge yourself as well. We'll start with the Patriots. Then we'll probably choose a different number of players and probably do the same thing on future dynasty episodes with the Celtics and the Bruins and the Red Sox. So Patriots today, we chose 26 because it's about half a roster. We rounded down from 53. So uh, between Zach and I, even if we don't overlap at all, we will have the 52 Patriots best of at their positions of the last 20 years. We've been lucky that we've been Patriots fans this entire last 20 years of dominance. And uh, we, as soon as we knew what was going on, we got to see these guys doing their thing. So we're including players in the early 2000s who were rocking it. Um, Zach, talk to me a little bit about how did you conceptually pare down your list? Who, what kind of Patriots did you draft for this list? Well, to me, uh, the Patriots dynasty was all about excellence. So I went for players that I thought defined the dynasty in some way or other at their position. Uh, while also trying to keep in mind that we're trying to win football games here. Because, of course, that's always the, the primary goal on the, on the field. Mm-hmm. So yeah. winning is number one. But I also really wanted to consider players who meant a lot. You know, I think that there are some spectacularly talented players that had short stints on the team that I did not include that I think I could have included. Uh, and we can talk a little bit about that when we get there, but overall it was a really fun exercise to just think about all of the great players who have walked through Patriot place in the last 20 years and all of the wins that we've had in that time. It's been a good time to be a Patriots fan and it felt like a good time with Brady, you know, sadly moving on to Tampa Bay rest in peace uh that it's good time to look back at the last 20 years and just appreciate what we've had right and what we still have too right you know we still got bill belichick in this uh hypothetical exercise bill belichick would still be the coach and the general manager we're just like the director of player personnel who gets to bear down the roster 26 is the new coronavirus standard in the nfl Um, But you get all the players in their primes, their respective Patriots primes, that is. Um, So, for example, Jamie Collins, you got to either take him early Jamie Collins or you could argue that he just recently reached his prime. Um, But you don't get to choose Randy Moss back when he was on the Vikings. That doesn't count, you know, because he wasn't a Patriot then. So, uh, you know, you have to choose players in their primes. I know that's tough choosing all these great players, but there's only one at each position. Uh, 
for offense and defense and then four specialists and if you want to break it up that way or you could devote more team uh more roster space to mostly special teams guys and i think that's what bill belichick would want so that's where we're going to start here today is with our special teams guys who's a special team specialist and then which other guys are playing the on special teams getting regular snaps in the third or first in this case phase of the game should we uh start with punter yeah let's go with the uh the specialist first i chose ryan allen as my left-footed punter i had i figured you have to have a left-footed punter loved jake bailey's production this year but he just ryan allen was so consistent for so long and uh i mean i that's who i would choose in his prime yeah, I wanted to go with Zoltan Mesko, just, you know, purely for the name. But I also went with Ryan Allen. I think out of all the punters we've had, he's been the most consistent in playing that special teams game. Um, the Patriots special teams uh, over the last 10 years has been incredible, obviously. And Ryan Allen was a really big part of that. He was a really big part of the Super Bowl victory against the Rams. Arguable Super Bowl MVP. So... I think he's a he's an easy. She was not a really a hard choice for me on this list. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I think that was a pretty easy one. I think yeah, the Patriots special teams have been so good. Like Joe Judge just got a head coaching job. It's been so good. Uh, the next position kicker was more of a toss up. I think it's pretty obvious which two guys you're deciding between here. I ended up going with Ghost as the all time kicker uh, for the Patriots. What do you think, Zach? You know, I was wondering if we were going to have a disagreement here. This was a spot where, you know, kind of 50-50 chance as to who you're going to choose. Uh, I also chose Steven Gostowski. I think he's the Patriots' all-time leading scorer, and that ultimately was what tipped the needle towards him. I There's an argument that Adam Vinatieri is the greatest kicker of all time. Yeah, he's clutch. Um, and I don't know. I think Adam Vinatieri... To be honest, there's still a little bit of a sting there. That, and, but those two things combined allowed Gustowski to take the spot on my list. Word. All right. Well, uh, other special teams first or special team specialist guys, you got your return man. So uh, I don't know if you wanted to do a kick return and a punt return. I chose the same guy back there. For me, he's also the wide receiver three. He's also the third string cornerback. On my roster, it's Troy Brown. Troy Brown's the third string quarterback on your roster? <laughs> In the nickel package. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I uh, personally would have had Julian Edelman as my punt returner. Um, I think he's a little bit more dynamic than Troy Brown. Back there, he's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more apt to make a bad decision, but also a little bit more apt to uh, break a touchdown. So I feel confident with that choice. And uh, I'm going to stick with it. Troy's ball security is better than Jules, though. Also, my kick returner would have been uh, Kevin Falk. Did a lot of kick returning for the Patriots. Uh, also on my roster in the offense, so he would have played double duty there. And he played in actually pretty much every single package in, on special teams, too. So Yep. He, he deserves a shout-out. Worth noting, I have Julian Edelman and Kevin Falk on my roster as well. Um, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is why yeah. I was worried about doing special teams All first. Right. Because well, I have one other special team specialist who is my wide receiver four on the roster. It's Matthew Slater. All right. I'm glad you found a good way to get Matthew Slater in there. 
Uh, Matthew Slater and Larry Izzo were in my honorary mentions category with for the two special teamers that, you know, let's be honest, if we're making a competitive 26-man football roster, they're not going to be on it, but... All-time Patriots roster, they are on it. Yeah, they respect. Yep. All right, well, that's our special teams first, guys. I have a number of other guys who are contributing on special teams, but uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about our starting defense next. In the Bill Belichick way, we'll be offense last. So, uh, what should we start in the on the front? What what did you go with? Does it mostly look like a three four uh, or a four three base? Um, I ended up going with it looks like a three four package. I also went with a three four package. I think that's more representative of how Bill Belichick has run his offense. Obviously, he's played pretty much every or uh, sorry defense. He's done pretty much every defensive scheme in the book. At the time, they've been predominantly 4-3, and then sometimes they've been predominantly 3-4. The way my team was structured, I went 3-4 because uh, I have do have some pass uh, rushing specialist outside linebackers. Um, so, you know, you can kind of mix around their position in today's game and call it what you want. It's really more referred to now as edge, but there was definitely more of like a strict definition at the start of the dynasty. Yeah, so um, two edge rushers then. My two edge rushers, well, would be would have been Trey Flowers and Matt uh, Matt Vrabel. Wow, Trey Flowers and Matt Vrabel. Cool. Well, I I have Matt on my roster as well. He's playing more of a traditional outside linebacker position, and uh, I have Rob Ninkovich rushing the edge. With oh. See, Nick's a great example. Technically, he would have been an outside linebacker, but he's really he was an edge specialist. Yeah. And Richard Seymour, you didn't you didn't have Richard Seymour on your roster? Well, I have Richard fire. Seymour and Vince yeah. Wilfork, but Richard Seymour, yeah. uh, he's more of a three-four edge where he can play inside or he can play outside. So, uh, Mike Vrabel would have been my specialist pass rusher in, in those packages. All and right. Trey Flowers, I think. I think Trey Flowers maybe is kind of a surprise on this list. I don't know if you had Trey Flowers on no, there, I but uh, Nick over Trey. He was one of the most clutch players that I saw during his Patriots career. He made a lot of really big plays. Obviously, he was only here for four years, but I think if you're building a football team too, he's a guy who can play anywhere on the line. He's great technique, and he's just a guy you want if you're going to try to win football games. So. I'm yeah. confident with that two-time Super Bowl champion in there. Well, talking about clutch plays, let's uh, let's say who's on the next level of the defense in the linebacking core. Um, I've already mentioned Vrabel is on my list, but I also got Mr. Clutch himself, Dante Hightower, on the inside, alongside Teddy Bruschi, and then I got Willie McGinnis on the other side. Ooh. Uh, I went with Roosevelt Colvin instead of William McGinnis. Otherwise, same. Uh, I went with Colvin. A little bit more versatility out there. Can do a little bit of coverage. A little bit more of a cover linebacker than William McGinnis. uh, Famously got a terrible penalty in coverage in the first Rams Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> but I loved Roosevelt Colvin when he was a Patriot. He's just one of those do-it-all guys, and I thought this team needed a versatile linebacker. I think Teddy Bruschi in the modern age, I included him because of how much he needed, but 
And yeah. I was interested in this discussion because I'm wondering how you think Teddy Bruschi's game would hold up to this smaller, faster era of football. I think Bruschi would be great. I think he would be a leader on and off the field. And uh, I think he could catch up with the, this day and age players. He's disruptive. So, you know, trying to get through the middle with Teddy Bruschi, you know, even with all the new rules that favor the offense, I think he would find a way to adapt. Great player. He was deceptively good in coverage, too, I think. I mean, he wasn't the fastest guy, but he was really smart. He had a surprising number of, of sneaky interceptions and that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Some of the greatest players of all time is like Teddy Bruschi, sneaky interceptions. All right, shall we go with uh, our outside corners? Yeah, yeah. What's your secondary looking like? I got Ty Law and Stefan Gilmore on the outside. Those are my outside corners uh, as well. I thought I about Revis for a second. Is, is Gilmore definitively better than Revis as a Patriot? I don't know if Gilmore is definitively better than Revis as a Patriot. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year, which you could argue Darrell Revis deserved, I guess, but I think... Stephon Gilmore's best season last year was better than Revis's season as a Patriot. And Revis was only a Patriot for one year. So, right. right. And so the recency bias also creeps in. And, uh, you know, you got to look forward to whenever the NFL season does kick off again. We got Stephon Gilmore here. He's and I did have a third cornerback as well. I don't know if you oh, yeah? did. I had a slot corner. Yeah. Well, I have Troy Brown uh, slotting in there when needed. Yeah, that's going to – I have Asante Samuel as my slot corner, so I think my defense is going to hold up a little bit better than yours if we're playing head-to-head, just to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe so, but I got a, the best gunner in special teams. <laughs> that's true. You, you certainly do. All right, so uh, let's move to the offense then. Wait, what about uh, safety? Oh, oh, safety? Ah, it's an obvious one. Right? Ronnie Harrison and Devin McCourty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. There's no way we were going to disagree on that. I thought about including Pat Chung, but I went with Asante Samuel over him because I thought, you know, in today's game, you're seeing a little bit more three wide receiver sets. So. Very true. Asante was so fast down the edge. Had some clutch picks. Yeah, just a ball hawk, you know. Pat Chung has been a great all-time Patriot, though. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was almost up there with Devin McCourty for me, but uh, I got had to go with Devin. Yeah, let's yeah. go to the offense. What, who did you have at quarterback? This is a tough one. This was probably the hardest decision, but after thinking about it long and hard, I went with Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I was thinking about him. I was thinking about him, but I went with Rohan Davies. Yes, dude. I loved Rohan Davey. Big Rohan Davey guy. Yeah, if only. If only. Could have been a lot of great quarterbacks there in the last 20 years, but instead we had to watch this old system guy lumber around back there. Yeah. Now he's going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Brady. Oh, no. He's got those uh, trademarks pending. Oh, it's so bad. But, yeah, you got to go with TB12, obviously, at QB. Sounds like we both have Kevin Falk as our scat back. Uh, so do you have Corey Dillon, or is it just me? Yep, obviously I have Corey Dillon, the only Patriot to lead the NFL in rushing during the dynasty. Uh, and I think 
far and away the best in between the tackles back that the Patriots have ever employed. One of my favorite players as a child, definitely. One and a high peak. Short, yeah. But a high peak. He was uh, extremely productive as a uh, between the tackles back for a little while. It wasn't necessarily that much of a peak as much as it was like a sharp rounded top. You know, peak might be too sharp for Blunt, but um, so true. he also did not lead the NFL in rush. Corey Dillon was like actually one of the best running backs in the league. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's close in terms of who's the best running back the Patriots have employed. Well, the Curtis Martin was just a little bit outside of our range of uh of time. Right. Curtis Martin left before the 2001 season, I believe, to go join Bill yeah. Parcells in the Jets. And uh, that was one of the more devastating moments of my childhood. My that was not cool. That's yeah. not cool. It's awful. All right, so uh at wide receiver, I got Randy Moss and Julian Edelman. Troy Brown and Matthew Slater round out my core. Yep. I do not have a fourth wide receiver, so Randy Moss, Julian Edelman, Troy Brown. I think that's the best three wide receivers we've had. I think there's a lot of people that would criticize us for having uh, either Julian Edelman or Troy Brown over Wes Welker, but those people are wrong. So, Yep. Agreed. For tight end, I went with Ben Coates. <laughs> Just kidding. Shout out Ben Coates, though. Wonderful, wonderful tight end. But obviously, Rob Gronkowski defined the position and uh, is the greatest tight end of all time. So you got to go with Gronk. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things about this for me was not including a second tight end because I can't really imagine a team without two tight ends. But ultimately, it's just kind of hard with 26 people to have two tight ends. So yep. I did not. I did one for two running backs instead. I, I put Slater in on my jumbo packages uh, as that second tight end for blocking. <laughs> yeah, all right. Jumbo. I will use. Uh, I'll use Mike Vrabel. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I use Matt. <laughs> but uh, I had Matt Matt Light on the line at left tackle. I don't think there's really any argument with that. Matt Light is a Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the greatest left tackles I've ever seen play. So that one's locked up. I think left guard is locked up too, right? Like, is anyone going to beat Logan Mankins? <laughs> yeah. He's he never won a Super Bowl. Amazing how he never won a Super Bowl. He was here for so long, but it was in, in that weird drought in the uh, early 2010s. Again, you know, a first-team all-pro quality lineman. Those two guys, I don't think there's any going to be any argument. I could see us disagreeing on some of the rest of these, but those two, I think, are, are just locks. Yeah, I thought long and hard about center position. It was down to the two guys for me, but I ended up going with Dan Copen. Who was your other guy? David Andrews. Yeah, yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, see, we're just going to... This is going to be like a 25-minute podcast because we disagreed on all of this. I had David Andrews and then I realized you know I think David Andrews has hasn't been here long enough and Dan Copen really anchored that line for a long time and was very very good so easy what about right guard right guard I went with Steve Neal (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) I almost included Dan Connolly over Steve Neal so that you have because he could play center too so you have a little bit of swing ability there and I want to also give credit to Dan Connolly because he's an he was also a very good special teams player so right 
that was another consideration returns of all time. Yeah. I mean, his kickoff returning is up there with Devin Hester in terms of efficiency. So um, that's why we didn't need Cordero Patterson on our <laughs> team, or you know, exactly. Stick Big Dan back there. So right. So that was a tough decision for me, but I think Steve Neal was is the best right guard that's played in the Patriots uniform during this dynasty. And I think that's it's one of the interesting things about this list is that it's hard to not be recency biased, but I ended up with a team that's also slated more towards the first half of the Patriots dynasty. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking through my list right now. I think I have five guys who are still on the Patriots uh, as of this year. Well, yeah, and- but I mean, Gronk, Trey Flowers, those guys count. As recent. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying this year, there's only, I think, five guys left for me, including my right tackle, which is Marcus Cannon. Really? Yep. Best right tackle in the Patriots dynasty, if you ask me. I'm going to strongly disagree. I had Sebastian Vollmer. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking about him. You know, I think Sebastian. I was thinking about putting Trent Brown up there, just uh, throwing him over to the right side. I think Sebastian Vollmer was. Maybe the best right tackle in the league for a while. And he was an excellent, excellent right tackle. I like Marcus Cannon a lot, but I think Marcus Cannon has also been exposed in some big spots. And I think if you're thinking about his prime, what is his prime? I don't know. A couple years ago, I guess. He was was good. I mean, he was was second-team All-Pro, right? So you can't really argue with that. I think that's also a great selection. Uh, I think Volmer did hold up a little bit better on the left side than Cannon ever did. If you're thinking about versatility ultimately in a game, that could be a consideration where Volmer can switch a little bit easier than Marcus Cannon. Obviously, Cannon infamously played left tackle in that uh, Denver Broncos AFC Championship game and was basically just a subway turnstile for Von Miller. It was a tough pass rush. So... But yeah, you're right. You're right. That having that facility is what Scar would want. You can go either way. I like Marcus Cannon. I think he might be one of the best right tackles in the league right now. And I think, you know, he's been very consistent. And maybe it is a a little bit of that recency bias. But yeah, I was looking at the list. I got uh, Julian Edelman. I got Marcus Cannon. I got Matthew Slater. I got Devin McCourty. Stefan Gilmore and Dante Hightower. So I guess I got six guys out of my 26 who are on the roster right now. Yeah, I have like four. Uh, so, yeah. Well, you have Hightower and Gilmore. And, Hightower, and, Gilmore, McCordy, Jules. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. Because, you know, like Tom Brady's gone. What are we going to do? Jared stood him. Jared Stidham is not on my list yet of the all-time, but check in with us 20 years in the Dynasty Podcast as we break down the 2020s to the 2040 era. Jared Stidham and the new Dynasty. So what should we do next to that? 26 is pretty fun. I think it's good to have like a half a roster basically be our, our uh, target. Um, Want to go for the Celtics? Do the Celtics last 20 years next? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I do. I want to ask you some questions though about this this yeah, list. Yeah. Great. It's been a pretty short podcast. But what were, what were some of the hardest cuts that you made? Oh, 
A lot of hard cuts. What are some people that you really wish were on this list, but you just didn't have space for? That maybe if we expanded to 53, you would have included. I would have loved to have another weapon for TB12 to throw to. Like uh, James White was up there. Um, yeah. But I already had Kevin Fox. So I thought their skill set was a little redundant. And Kevin Fox a better pass rush blocker. So that's why I ultimately went with K Falk. More versatile special teams player as well. Right. Uh, I I really would have wanted to put Ben Coates on uh, as my second tight end. I think that would be incredible. If you had a prime Ben Coates with a prime Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady would shred with that. Ben Coates never played with Tom Brady, though. Did he? I don't think yeah, so. He did. The first, the first, He was on the team the first year? Probably like the first two years. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I would have loved to have Ben Watson on there, likewise. Yeah. Loved Ben Watson. Right. There were a lot of defensive players. Like, not having Nink on there for me was tough. Loved Nink. Loved Willie McGinnis. Um, I loved Patrick Chung. I think Patrick Chung yeah. deserves a lot of consideration. He was a huge part of three Super Bowl championships. Um, I gave some. I gave some thoughts to Chandler Jones. As did I. Um, Adam yeah, a lot, was obviously a close call. A lot of edge guys. I mean, you know, there's there's the obvious edge guy or the obvious D lineman. You know, like you can't not have Seymour, Will Fork, Hightower on there, right? And Jamie Collins, if you're talking about the highest peak, Jamie Collins was like the best edge rusher in the league before we shipped him out to Cleveland. Yeah, and I think that's another consideration that there's all these guys that peak so highly with the Patriots and then go elsewhere in our poop. And it's like, well, you have to also just consider that maybe they were just Patriots players. And then there's the guys that go elsewhere and are awesome. Like Vince Will Fork, Richard Seymour, you know, those are guys who are, who are borderline all pros after leaving the Patriots. So I think there's, there's different calibers of players and this list is full of the highest caliber of players. For sure. Some of the greatest Patriots of all time. But, man, what a what a last 20 years we've had to have all these amazing players come through. We got a pretty competitive-looking team here. I'd put it up there with uh, any team. If you took 20 years of any team, I'd put it up there with that. I definitely agree. I think the 49ers, the 49ers would be pretty absurd, but... The 86 Celtics. Yeah, well, the Celtics will be fun because the last 20 years have had some characters. I think we should do, I think because the Celtics is so short, I think we should do like, um, you know, we'll have a team and then we'll have some funny superlatives and stuff for the random bench players that we've loved the most. You know, not to spoil right. it, but, you know, like Kwese and, uh, <laughs> you know. All the other great. We'll get some good shout-outs. All right. Yeah. Well, I still think we should shoot for, like, maybe half a roster or uh, maybe, like, two two full lines, ten players, something like that, when we go down try to figure out the greatest Celtics of the 21st century. Of all time. <laughs> of all time for the time that we've been Celtics fans. That's right. Right. Maybe I watched a few games in the late 90s, but I'll try to erase those from my memory for the purpose of this challenge. All right, well, any other topics that we need to touch on before we say goodbye to this podcast, David? 
Uh, let's talk what before we leave this this topic. Let's talk about some of your backups. Who who do you have playing backup quarterback? Jules. I mean, on this roster. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd run a wishbone with Julian Edelman, uh, Troy Brown, and Kevin Falk. Triple option wishbone. Just kind of see what happens. Sounds like fun. Playground playground football. Yeah, yeah, it would work really well. All right, who, who do you have as your tight end, your second tight end behind Gronk on the other side? I already told you. You got Rabes out there? Rabes. All right, nice. He's out there blocking, dude. He's All got right, well, it. Speaking of blocking, who's your fullback? If you have to use one of these guys on their 26. Rabes, dude. Oh, wow. We got Rabes doing the dirty work. I'm putting Richard Seymour up there as a freight train <laughs> at fullback. Maybe Vince Wilfork. Maybe yes. Vince fullback. He he did play fullback, didn't he? Yeah, he did that a couple of times. They handed. He, I think he scored a rushing touchdown once. Yeah, I think you're right. One yard, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Big Vince, one of my all-time faves. It's yeah. good. I think that was the best part about this was just remembering some of my favorite plays that some of these players have made throughout the last 20 years of my life, which is most of my life. So thank you to the Patriots. I think really is the moral of the story. Mad props to the greatest dynasty of all time. The nickname of our podcast, the dynasty podcast, really spawned out of the Patriots and just winning all the time. And the dynasty. The dynasty. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we got the we got a, a couple wins in each of the other sports. We got like four World Series, a Larry O'Brien, and a Stanley Cup. Two Stanley Cups, just one. Oh man, we only won in twenty eleven. Yeah, we lost two. Wow. Well, we've made the finals in in other <laughs> years. <laughs> we've been competitive. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be competitive. Sometimes you gotta lose. The Red Sox don't seem to lose the World Series, though. Is that is that a weird thing, or is that just me? No, yeah, they're since being horrible and unable to win it for eighty six years, they've been completely unstoppable in the World Series. It's great. It's good for us. Good lifetime. Yeah, we lucked out on the uh, Red Sox and uh, the timeline, I guess, for all of these championships. We had like just the right amount of pain with the Red Sox, really. Yeah, we got to hear all of the old people griping about how hard it had been for the last 86 years. Yeah, we were old enough that, like, 2003, the Aaron Boone home run was pretty devastating. You know, I was in eighth grade when that happened. Yeah. I thought the Red Sox were going to win the World Series. I didn't know what was going on. And then to have them win it, you know, it means a lot to us. To, to a lot of the younger kids, it doesn't mean as much because they never, they never actually had to suffer, you know? Well, also, when we eventually won that playoff run was so miraculous that, you know, watching it live, you know, it trumps anything, any other experience as a Red Sox fan. The 86 years of curse being broken was incredible to watch. And also, it was, those were some late games. So, you know. Yeah. That's like the, up that late. I think that was the first time I was ever allowed to stay up late. Me too. Me yeah. too. Life-changing as a kid. It was like it was, 11 yeah. Oh, shit, it's past 11. Well, still extra innings, so we can keep watching. Good old Red Sox. 
But let's not go to the Red Sox next. Let's do the Celtics next as our uh, as our dynasty challenge. We'll be back with another dynasty challenge episode soon, probably next week. Uh, in the meantime, we hope that all of you have a very happy holiday tomorrow. Be here, safe. Here. I know that you're not allowed to go anywhere, so that's a good thing. Stay in your house. Uh, remember to blaze it up safely and responsibly early and often because it's both a holiday and an actual holiday. Happy Patriots Day. Pretty incredible. And it's Patriots Day. So this will be your Patriots Day primer. Hope that you're in a nice, relaxed mood. And uh, we'll be back with you for more content soon. Go Patriots. Go Patriots. Go Patriots Day. Happy 420. Catch you on the flippity flip. Yes, indeed, y'all.